Jake Fisher joining us here on Writer Than You. You can see his work at Yahoo Sports. Also, he co-hosts the No Cap Room podcast on the Ball Don't Lie podcast network. So, again, you want more from Jake after this, check him out. No Cap Room is the podcast. Jake, it seems like, and thanks for coming on, it seems like, I don't know, James Harden, DeAndre Ayton, Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard. There's all these guys that could be, you know, a big piece, a big, big news breaks. It seems like there's a lot of news that says these guys might stay. And I don't want to like read too much into everything because I think we're in kind of a silly season where teams are saying something or players are saying something. Who of those guys like is more likely to get moved? Who of those guys is more likely to stay? What can we expect this week and beyond? So there's definitely a lot of smoke and silly season being that a lot of the conversations that are happening right now aren't necessarily legal, right? Um, (laughs) You know, player representation and teams having uh, under the radar, excuse me, under the table, you know, talks about stuff that's coming up. So that's why it's kind of difficult to piece together some of this stuff and some of the reporting you can't even really say everything you know because some of the stuff's illegal, you know. So to answer your question, I mean, I do think that the draft was supposed to be full of all this trade activity um, that we didn't see. And I think we could see a bunch of trades upcoming here this week before free agency starts, um, whether that's in Atlanta with John Collins, um, whether that's other teams moving salary like Dallas did, um, like Sacramento did to um, be able to make other bigger moves. Like the Kings now have upwards of $35 million to make a big deal. So, um, we're still early here as much as, you know, the draft was last week and for agencies Friday, there's still a long way to go for a lot of deals to happen to kind of shift the landscape here. Who can be players when the open market begins on Friday at 6 PM. You know, in the NBA with media, it, it always seems like, uh, and being in Milwaukee, I I've had this like small market complaint where we have a superstar here and everybody wants to see him somewhere else. And, you know, the same thing happens with Zion or Ja or whatever, but with Damian Lillard, it's like everybody, everybody kind of like just leave already. You know, everybody wants to, everybody thinks that he should be somewhere else. We're not, there's nobody rallying around the small market teams being like, no, keep your guy. It's just every year it seems to be, okay, this might be the year. This might be the year. You know, they didn't draft Scoot Henderson and he's talking about, yeah, I'd love to play with Dame. Apparently Dame's team was upset that they didn't trade the pick. Do you think we'll get resolution on that this week? So at this point, I don't think so. Cause everything I've heard from the situation is that the Blazers are looking at this very similarly to how Brooklyn looked at Kevin Durant's trade request last July, where KD requested a trade an hour before free agency begins, and the Nets basically said, so what? You're under contract for four years. We're going to play out this offseason, try to create – a roster that can help you compete for a championship and you're going to reevaluate things and stick around here. So Portland, to my knowledge, is not was not viewing this as trade the number three pick or else Dame is out of here. They're thinking that, you know, we're going to re-sign Jeremy Grant. Maybe there's other things we can do on the free agency market here or in the trade market to try to up this team's ceiling levels to contend. And then Dame will potentially reconsider and stick around. Um, well, I guess reconsider is the wrong word, being that he has not formally indicated a desire to leave Portland at this point, to my knowledge. So 
we'll see how that happens. But for now, I'm kind of expecting any change in Dame status in Portland will happen um, after the early goings of free agency. Maybe you know early next week is the earliest we'll see. But things can change. I mean, he could just wake up on Tuesday tomorrow and just decide I want out. So we'll see what happens. Jake Fisher, Jake L. Fisher on Twitter. Again, you can hear more of him. No Cap Room is the podcast on the Ball Don't Lie podcast network. No Cap Room. Um, DeAndre Ayton is, you know, the the West, it seems like it's the Nuggets, again, for the taking. And the Suns are trying something, and they got a new owner in there, and Bradley Beal now, and Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker, and they kind of seem like they're all like, you know, they're different players, but they're almost all variants of the same guy. Like, they're going to shoot. They're going to shoot a lot and they're going to score a lot of points. They also need to fill out the rest of the roster because they're all making a lot of money. And if they keep DeAndre Ayton, well, then, I mean, you're really going to have, like, you're, you're going to, like, challenge depth. You're going to have a playoff rotation of six guys. DeAndre Ayton's a piece that could be moved, but now the reports are, okay, they want to see how that works. What do you think is going to happen with Phoenix? Where Where are you on that? I think they're still going to look at a couple of DeAndre Ayton trades. I, I know that the word is out there that they're not looking to do that. That, that could be some, some posturing on the market, right, to try to figure out exactly what's going down um, elsewhere. And as, you know, the way for agency and the draft itself, but all this offseason combined works is kind of like a domino effect where teams have their top choices. And then once options come off the board, they start to work their way down things. So maybe an Ayton trade does come about. Um, at a certain point, but I think I think the more likely scenario is he does stick around, and the Suns are going to then be super aggressive to try to bring in guys on minimum deals. That's really going to be their only real option uh, to flush out this roster. So they'll see a lot of names. I think that have familiarity with Kevin Durant in the past. You know, someone like Utah Wantanabe, who was a big favorite of his when they were together in Brooklyn last season. Point guard Mike James, who um, I forget where he was playing overseas, but KD went out and like watched his games. Um, once the Nets were done, they, they played together in Brooklyn. I mean, you'll, you'll hear a ton of names like veterans like Austin Rivers and Seth Curry and Reggie Jackson, those types of players, plus the rotation pieces they already have, like Bismack Biombo and Torrey Craig and Jock Landall. So it'll be those four at this point and then a bunch of guys on – minimum salary. That's pretty much the, the landscape of what Phoenix can do here. Talking with Jake Fisher, um, if it's not Denver, if it's not Phoenix, you know, Golden State has owned the West for a long time. This Chris Paul thing, I I guess I got two questions about Golden State is, Chris Paul, is he going to be a warrior at the end of the season? Because that could be an expiring contract again. And then I'm still not like 100% sure I think someone could poach Draymond away from that situation. I, I think somebody could. I know they trade Jordan Poole, and everyone's like, well, that means Draymond's staying. I don't know about that. Yeah, I think all general indications are that Draymond wants to go back. He said it as much after their series ended with the Lakers. Um, there will be Sacramento looming. I mean, I think Portland is going to be a team that will try to figure out a way to figure out how to get him into the fold, being that he's always been a player Dane's wanted to play with. Um, you know, Dallas has been linked to him in the past. I think ultimately the goal for Draymond is going to be to get his money, right? And if he can find another scenario, even like the Houston Rockets, to give an offer that will ultimately push Golden State across the finish line on numbers that he's looking for, 
think that's possible too. But all that I think would be in mind of trying to get a higher salary figure from the Warriors. I'd be surprised if he did leave. Um, and if he does, to me, it would be completely with the mind of going to a different contending situation or at least a playoff situation. So something like Houston I'd be surprised by, but a run down to Sacramento where he'd be coached by, you know, former Warriors assistant and Mike Brown as a bunch of other Golden State staffers that Brown took with him to Sac, um, still in the area near his family. That would be, I think, something to keep an eye on. But, again, I, I think the Warriors are, are the spot for him. I think I mentioned James Harden's name, but I don't think I've asked you anything about the East yet. It seems like um, that's going to be interesting with what happens with Philly. Uh, Boston has traded for Porzingis, uh, got rid of Marcus Smart. We'll see how that tips the scales for them. Milwaukee, it uh, you're assuming that Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez come back unless somebody offers one of those guys some money that they can't turn down. When it shakes out, uh, how do you think the East is going to look in terms of the top teams and who might the favorite be. I know there's still unknowns to, to happen and we'll see what Boston does anything else and what happens with Milwaukee. But I think Boston for the most part might be set outside of another move. Milwaukee. I think those guys ultimately come back. I don't know what's going to happen with Philly, but what's your read on the East? Yeah, I think the top three teams you mentioned, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, you know, with all apologies to Miami, uh, but th- those are the top three seeds. Um, or I guess, yeah, they were the top three seats uh, entering the postseason last year. I mean, Milwaukee, I'm fully expecting Middleton to be back. The Lopez question is a bit bigger, and people around the league really want to know what will end up happening with him. The two players there definitely sound like him going back to Milwaukee, um, and then he has the Rockets very much interested. Um, and I think you know Houston's really trying to dangle big balloon two-year contracts at guys like him, like Fred Van Vliet from Toronto. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening there. With Boston, they, they've kind of made their big move, trading Marcus Smart for Kristaps Porzingis. Um, I'm curious if they'll be continuing efforts to trade Malcolm Brogdon after they you know, agreed in principle to send him to the Clippers and then his uh, physical failed. So it'll be obviously uh I don't know, questionable dynamic for him to go back to that situation after, you know, they basically already sent him out the door. With the Sixers, all signs right now are pointing to James Harden returning. I, I do think Philadelphia folks are a little bit more confident now than they were, uh, let's say, before they fired Doc Rivers. I think once the change happened there, head coach, and they brought in Nick Nurse, and he's met with a lot of the Sixers players, um, I think there's starting to be some changing of the tide there. And the rest of the things with Philly will be kind of on the on the margins with Paul Reed and George Niang. I, I'm not expecting a Tobias Harris trade. It's definitely being talked about. I mean, he's now all of a sudden a expiring contract, and that could have some pretty interesting ripple effects for any team acquiring him, whether they just view him as an expiring deal or someone to bring back on an extension at a lower number. Um, I don't know the likelihood of a deal for him, but his name will definitely continue to be whispered about, talked about on the trade market, I think from now until February, if he doesn't get moved. Yeah, a lot that could happen, a lot that may not happen. We'll see, and we'll stay uh, in tune with you. Jake L. Fisher on Twitter. Again, uh, Yahoo Sports and No Cap Room, the podcast. Jake, thanks so much. You got it. Thank you.